Welcome to the family. I'm Cassie Schrader. Tom will be here. Sure I promise. He will. I He's promise. A loser. loser. I know. I have some big shoes to fill, but I'll, I'll be the partial host, I guess, for today. And to the right of me, we have Doug Sprinthal, Mike Bryant, Lane Christensen, Tom Schroeder, and Andy Rappernard. Okay, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. This is Mike Bryant. I get, I'm doing a live commercial. Oh, you are? <laughs> well, that, didn't you just say I was going to? Well, you can if you want. Go for it. Okay, so I'm doing a live commercial. No, so you used to be Michael Bryant. Now you're Mike Bryant. Are you, is that like no, Mike Bloomberg? A... You're a man of the people? Which is the more <laughs> official one. No, Mike's just what I've had my whole life. Okay. And Michael ends up in advertising, so there are a lot of, like my my uh, attorney's license says Michael and other things says Michael as far as that goes. But uh, we basically meet with people who have been in car accidents or been injured through no fault of their own. We spend time talking to them about uh, what their rights are and if they hire us, they do. And at that point, we work out a way that uh, we get paid, which is what's called contingency fee. So people don't have to come to us with money or a retainer. We help them and see what we can do for them. I've got 23 employees overall that they end up dealing with in various ways. Um, but I sit down and talk to people all the time. And uh, and do they talk back? Sometimes they do, sometimes <laughs> they don't. Sometimes, so many times they talk much more than I do, or at least that's the hope. So yeah, I, I have friends that have asked me about you and how that whole process works and contingency, and mm-hmm. I think it's important that uh, that people understand that because the consulta- consultation doesn't cost anything. Nope. And, and then if the lawyer doesn't do a very good job and you don't win, they don't get any money. <laughs> well, it's not just a job. I mean, jurors are tough. Right. There's right. circumstances that just, you know, I can't control or can't see what happens. Or there's other things that happen to people. But the fear that people have that if they talk to me, I'm going to send them a bill. Or if they call me up with questions, I'm going to send them a bill. That doesn't happen. So you're not a divorce attorney. I, you know, I wouldn't, but I, I don't bill by the hour okay. like other attorneys do, uh, like defense lawyers do. I mean, defense right. lawyers in cases bill by the hour. They get paid no matter what happens. So that's it. Bradshaw and Bryant. Our website is minnesotapersonalinjury.com. And now for some news from Walzer Automotive Group. This is so much fun. So we usually never sit next to each other and do commercials back to back. We've been talking about this on the morning show since October. We rolled out uh, Walzer Care the 1st of October, and it covers virtually every new car that we sell. It doesn't cover the pure electric cars, but that's such a small percentage. Uh, and it's at no charge. It's a 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty, which is like ma- major medical coverage for your car. It also includes roadside assistance, so if you get a flat tire, uh, if you lock your keys in your car, if you run out of gas, you can call a toll-free number and somebody will come out and help you. It also covers towing, so that's a really, really great benefit on virtually all new cars and about 70% of the used cars that we sell at Walzer. For more details, you can go to walzer.com. Walzer.com. How long do we go on those commercials? Uh, let's see here. I think they were pretty close to three minutes. Three minutes total? Yeah. So if I hadn't screwed around so so much in your commercial, that means I did mine for about 30 seconds and the Walzer commercial was about two and a half minutes. No, yours was longer because I kept screwing with you. Oh, I love this competition you yeah. two have. Yeah, when I, when my, the reason I talked about billing divorce attorneys, my last divorce attorney was a, the president of the slow oh, talkers. There you go. Oh, okay. Look at over that way. Oh, tick, God. Tick, Alex tick. was talking yesterday about seeing the marriage story the, on Netflix. Why? And, 
it's hor- it's a it's a it's hor- it's a sad story. I watch it. It's hor- it's sad. And one of the things they have is a lawyer in there who's you know basically talks and yeah. says everything that you're supposed to say. And then the end, it's like, oh, well, I can't. You know, <laughs> oh, that you, have is, you know, it's, it's, sorry, you paid me and I didn't do anything. Yeah, so. I don't know why anyone would want to watch a movie like that. Yeah, this time what's the premise of, year? of the movie? It's about these two people getting a divorce. So it's uh, Car- Charlotte Johansson and um, uh, Adam yeah. Driver. Adam Driver. I was just He's saying, the dude from the new Star Wars. Yep, he's right. the Kylo Ren. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and it's them getting a divorce and what they're going through, and you can't really figure out who's the real scumbag in the whole thing. And uh, it's and a holiday story. It's, it's it's just it's sad. It's Feels just good really holiday sad. story. So. Yeah. yeah. If you want a good like love breakup type Christmas movie, see Love Actually. Oh, I love that's that. the best. I know. Dave and I just watched it. It it's, it does uh, wear well over time because I've some some movies you see and you go, oh, that's great, and then you see them again, and you're like. That's horrible. Yeah. Well, I love actually yeah. one. It's got so many different storylines going on. The music is great. Yep. When I was in my 30s, I had that cool Hugh Grant hair. Oh, now oh it's I close. Can see that. It's a yeah. clo- now it's like between Polly Walnuts and Nick Nolte. Just kind of Walnuts. I, I love I have zero sympathy for you. But the, the big thing is if you like a movie, then tell somebody to see it, and they're like, ooh. You know? mm-hmm. I told somebody to see The Verdict because I love The Verdict. The Verdict's great. But I forgot Imagine he that. punches the gal in The Verdict. And so the person I had to see goes, do you know that that guy like just punches her in the face? Like, ooh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I, different I, times. I, different I didn't times. Have to see the movie. For what that, you know? your recommendations for Bradshaw and Bryant? See the verdict. <laughs> yeah, it's a great movie. I, the verdict's a great movie. Who's overall. in it? Uh, it's uh, Paul Newman. So oh, I like him. It's Paul Newman on a Med Mal case. So it's a really good movie. Well, Med Mal is that cool guy slang for medical malpractice. Medical malpractice. All right. so we learned something on the podcast. We got to guess. So, but I have one more question for you. Why do people post electric cars or cars? What What does that mean? Do you know? I, you know, I haven't seen that. Oh, okay. But Except I, I get I'm, it. I'm I'll guessing it's it you in defense of electric help. cars. But I, I, for uh, some reason... We're, this country is so effing political right now. Even automobiles have become politicized. So, but electric what's cars, the politics of it? Well, electric cars are the tree hugger thing, and we're going to save the planet, and it's the Greta gal, she should drive an electric car, and blah, 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 blah. And on the other side, it's like, they use so much natural resources to make electric cars, they're terrible. I'd rather have, you know, uh, 500 horsepower V8 pickup trucks and they suck so okay but i, under, I, I it understand doesn't the make fight sense. about the car yeah but what i'm trying to figure out is why do you post electric cars or cars it's it i that's the thing i'm trying to figure out what's it's probably like there. soil and green as people oh maybe <laughs> okay, maybe i don't know oh. oh my gosh well we have tom uh schroeder in from the waldman brewery now i was looking at your website i love your website by the way oh it's thank very you very 1800s looking now, <laughs> for a website well no 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 which like, is a little the, anachronistic but that's fine because you were established in 1857 and then you reestablished well, what do you mean like you reestablished did, did it close down and then yeah. you just reopened or? yeah so this is a bit of a confusing backstory but let me just say we, we are the oldest surviving commercial building anywhere in the twin cities and we are wow. the also the only surviving civil war saloon the catch is Waldman actually closed his doors in 1863, and I didn't discover the building until 2008. So after a nine-year restoration, we reopened in 2017, uh, breaking a 154-year hiatus in Waldman's operations. So oh, wow. A short break. A short break, yeah. Well, yeah, because it said it was first opened prior to the Civil War. Correct. Wow. 
That's awesome. That's a piece of history right there. Oh, it's a it's a chunk. It's solid limestone, in fact. So it's more than a chunk. Now, where is it located? It's right at the foot of the high bridge as you descend the bridge into downtown St. Paul. So near corner of Smith and West Seventh Street, facing Smith Avenue. Okay, I probably driven past it. I just that's, <laughs> that's really about the oldest part of St. Paul, I think, isn't it? It is. That's the upper steamboat landing in yep. St. Paul, where that's the highest navigable point on the Mississippi River, and thousands of immigrants poured off the the docks there in the 1850s and 60s, and that's exactly why Waldman is where it is, in fact. We were talking before the show, because I used to spend a lot of time in that area, and Governor Ramsey's mansion is within a blocks of there. The, he was the first governor of the state of Minnesota, right? Yeah, Alexander. Ter- yeah. Territorial governor and first we, state governor. His yes. friends called him Al. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Al Ramsey. Okay. Kind of like Mike Michael. Yeah, that points out kind of a, a neat thing about the neighborhood. I mean, it uh, unlike later neighborhoods that uh, sort of socially separated uh, the upper town neighborhood where waldman is was always a mixture of the wealthy the politicians the the cottagers the coopers all blended together and that's part of the humility of waldman in fact that's awesome well now one thing i've noticed because you know you see all these breweries popping up and people you know trying to do their own thing what what can one do to make you stand out from because it seems like they're popping up all the time. Go on podcasts. <laughs> yeah, go on podcasts. Hey, that's a good idea. Ooh, yeah. Wait. No, I, you know, uh, you really have to come out and see Waldman because we are not just another brewery. I, this was mm-hmm. the most uh, bass-ackward business plan ever in the state's history, I think. I, I discovered an ancient building that I didn't even know was originally a saloon. And as we began the restoration to make it a rental property or God knows what, uh, we discovered uh, its true history and uh, fell in love with the building. I was already in love with the neighborhood, and we decided to reopen Waldman. Uh, So it is first and foremost a time travel machine where you will have experiences like you cannot have anywhere else outside of Williamsburg or parts in England or the continent. And... uh, and yes, it is a brewery. So, uh, you know, we constructed uh, what we call euphemistically our brew barn. It's a, uh, looks like a 19th century urban barn, but that's where our high-tech uh, full decoction German brewing system is housed, 14-barrel brewery, where we make, I must say, some of the finest German-style beers in the Twin Cities and some of the highest ranked as well. So uh, we're, we're all of that, but we are certainly not just a brewery. So, and it looks like there's also food there. Yep, yep, we've so got... there's a restaurant. Yeah, you know, Waldman was... Uh, the German lager houses were not just places where you'd, you know, sit on a stool, get drunk, and plow out. These were... Uh, there were other ethnicities that specialized in that particular business model, but the Germans... <laughs> the this was, Irish. Yeah, well, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. <laughs> the Germans viewed these as... They were more like social establishments, kind of like, you know, envision the English pubs where, you know, the family and even the dog is there, and, and Sundays was the highlight of their of their week. Uh, the, the, the Yankees decried this. That's why they passed the blue laws to ban consumption of alcohol on, on Sundays. But for the Germans, that's when the families would gather together and their vice first, their vice beer. It was the great, great celebration. And so Waldman is all of that as well. It's a, it's a neighborhood family joint. It's a, it's a beer geek's mecca. It's a history lover's uh, uh, church. It's, 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 it's really, I, as you can tell, I'm, I'm enthused about it. This changed my life. I used to be a partner with uh, Fagri Baker Daniels in downtown Minneapolis and uh, stubbed my toe in this building and took a sharp right turn to the ownership and opening of Waldman. What's, what are the hours, or is it open every day? Uh, it's open six days a week, uh, noon till nine on weekdays. So what day isn't 10. it open? 
It's not open on Mondays. Oh, Monday. Okay. And that's <laughs> kind of a, Sundays, I was going to yeah. be like, oh, come on. Yeah, yeah, right, right. The whole Sunday story. I think St. Paul's kind of closed on Monday anyway. <laughs> so yeah, far, let's yeah. not get too excited. I like the Monday. That yeah. gives the uh, su- Sunday yeah, even more yeah. of a pitch there. Yeah. And you know their sausages are the worst. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I was looking bump. at them. Yeah. Bump. There's some. That's some nice looking food right there. I'm hungry, so. <laughs> One of the weirdest lunches I ever had in my life was about ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Ron Maddox was still alive, and he was trying to revitalize Taste of Minnesota. So he took me and the marketing director out for lunch at Der Glockenspiel, which is now closed, oh, sure. but it was with blocks of there. And he was God. He got, this guy was unreal. He was a former city council member in Minneapolis in the 70s and just a larger-than-life figure. But he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, my daughter's going to pick me up and she'll get pissed if she finds out I'm eating chocolate cake because of the diabetes. And, you know, with the cancer, i got to go out and have a heater before she gets here, too. <laughs> <laughs> Oddly <laughs> enough, within a few years, he was gone. I don't know which got him, but he had the trifecta, diabetes, cancer, and a bad heart. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there is something about that food that is timeless. <laughs> I and don't really know if I blame it on that yeah, food no, so much. I think he just lived uh, his life a little bit faster than most of us. Yeah. My girlfriend, Laura, loves to go to Waldman Night. I told us to Tom many times, but she says it's kind of like stepping into Europe. It's very got a European feel. They have oil-burning uh, candles, and they mm-hmm. have these beautiful leather-bound uh, menus that doesn't make the food taste any better, but it looks fantastic. It helps with the experience. It's experiences, yeah. and they have great, great tables and wait staff, and and they, you make your own like uh, mustards and. We we do we do we do, and and, and I'm. You know, the, the environment isn't a coincidence. I mean, this building was built for people to sit around tables, to talk, to, to be heard. Uh, you know, I, I love the brewery movement in the Twin Cities and, and, and statewide and nationally, but the, the majority of breweries are kind of cobbled together in old machine shops and right. warehouses and, and larger places that, uh, I don't know if it's just me getting old. I mean, I'm 55 now, but I can't. I can't make sense of the the cacophony is is just overwhelming well, in some and, of these venues. And that's and kind of the modern thing. It someday we'll look back at that like we're going to look back on drone videos and says nothing screams 2015 yeah. like a drone video shot of a brewery in an old warehouse, right? <laughs> no, I think that's I think that's true. So uh, yeah, right now, like yeah, echo echoing sound is in. Everyone wants hard surfaces, so it makes it sound more lively because there's sound coming from all directions, which. I don't know. Yep. Not, yep. not quite my thing. I'm taking the 3D tour right now through the wall. Uh, see? <laughs> wow. This is a drone video, right? <laughs> yeah, you can take a, th- you can take a 3D tour of the place. Oh, this do place people is need reservations gorgeous. or do they make reservations? Or? No, and in fact, we don't take reservations. Okay. We really want to be open to, to everyone yeah. uh, at all times. And uh, I mean, you, you, except you, Mondays. We, we, we actually rent space uh, for special occasions and for private events, but for the most part, uh, you can just come in whenever you like, uh, grab a beer while you're waiting. I, I hang out there uh, generally serious. around dinner. Time and if we get a wait line, I'll take people back to the brewery and show them show them oh, where the cool. beer comes from. Talk a little bit about lager beers and its history, and so uh, yeah, that's just how we do it. Oh, this place is cool. so quaint no. and cute. How? It looks like a bed and breakfast. 
<laughs> oh, it I want to go. I want to go. I'm going to go. <laughs> I want to go. See, it worked. There you go. Well, we Brady don't provide Turner. sheets, but yeah. I just want to clarify. Um, You've yeah. talked a lot about the food, or we've talked about the food and the and and uh, your background and getting into the place. What's your background as far as the beer goes? Did you have an interest in brewing itself, or how did you end up with that part of it? Yeah, and this is kind of what made this building so uh, compelling to me. I, you know, cause I was a home brewer. Okay. Uh, you know, and everyone and their uncle and their their dog is these days, but uh, I've been doing all grain brewing since uh, I was in college, and I love German lagers. I love they're some of the most difficult to, to make, and, uh, and at the same time, uh, my wife and I were restoring our house in the same neighborhood. In fact, I live just about 120 feet uh, to the west of, of Waldman. Uh, great, great old house, but uh, beat up and uh, need of lots of tender loving care, and, uh, and then I found this building. And it combined, you know, that the passion of beer, the my love of history, my love of the neighborhood, and all in one. And the city was preparing to knock it down. We almost lost huh. this building, the oldest surviving commercial building in the Twin Cities, almost became an empty lot in 2008. Wow! Uh, so um, that was God's way of compelling me to do something about it. I think, and now we've had uh, in the last three years we've been open, we've had more than 180,000 people. Wow. Uh, contacts, as well as well over sixty thousand visits to the site, and uh, it's we're we're just trying to make a difference with a humble little building. Oh, sorry, I'm trying to. <laughs> yeah, it's you're okay. multitasking I'm, I'm again. I'm multitasking. Yeah. I got to do all the social media. Yeah. Time. Oh, we got like a minute. Oh, minute. Okay. <clears throat> Who was making coffee out there? I don't know. Mm. I heard it smells somebody good. come Someone in. Someone made coffee yeah. and. None of no. no. <laughs> we all get here about the same time. Yeah. We got well, Cassie. Oh wait, I there's somebody else. Alex. Oh, it's Alex. Well, Alex is. You got that uh, event. Did Alex on, run out of Fonz thing. New Year's Eve event. One would assume yeah. not. Uh, can, can I mention that there are still yes. tickets left for our party, like it's 1859, oh, our New Year's Eve oh. event oh. at Waldman? <laughs> oh. We thought he was with you. Yeah, well, he did. He was following me here. Oh. Oh. Well, why don't we take a short break and we'll get back yeah. with more stories about beer and tickets. <laughs> Did he do the bicycle thing where he's followed some other woman down the road? Yeah, because Tom, Tom has an announcement. They're doing a New Year's a New Year's party, so he has. To, well, we'll talk about that after the break. break. I think Tom is here, mm -hmm. so we'll kind of make an introduction. It's one of those days. It's Thursday. What can you say? Okay, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. Happy Festivus. Tom Bernard here with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Always a pleasure to be with you, Tommy. So you're splitting the tab at lunch, you're pitching in on a gift for a coworker. maybe you got to pay that football pool entry fee, and you need to settle up now? What do you do if you don't have cash on hand? You could use one of those third-party transferring services that comes with fees and takes days, but how secure are they? Why not send money quickly and safely with the click of a button, without the hassle of a middleman? What's the answer, Michael? The XChat Gap, brought to you by your local community bank. It's safe, secure, and simple to use. The XCheck app. Simply add a new contact by entering their name, phone number, and email into the app. Enter a dollar amount and then initiate the transfer. To accept the payment, the contact simply enters their bank information through a secure link sent via text or email. XCheck. Safe and simple from my banker, North American Banking Company. A better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 
If you're one of those folks out there still putting up with contact lenses or dealing with glasses, think just for a moment, what would it be like to wake up to a clear morning and experience your day with all the freedom LASIK brings? Well, I'm living proof. That dream can come true. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. With the new year right around the corner, it's time to set your sights on 2020 vision. Get $500 off LASIK through the end of the year at Whiting Clinic. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contacts, then it's time for you to find out if you're a candidate for LASIK. Call 855-554-2020 or visit whitingclinic.com for your free LASIK consultation. The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Imagine 2020, buy 2020, and let 2020 be your best year yet with $500 off LASIK at Whiting Clinic. Offer expires December 31st, 2019. Both eyes only cannot be combined. Results may vary. Well, it's been fun now, Tom's here, so... (laughs) Yes, you can't talk bad about it. I know. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Is my mic out there? There There he is right there. I need a new cord, Andrew. I... You might. Good thing Christmas is around the corner. There you go. There you go. (laughs) A new mic cord, cord, man. Oh, yeah, there There you go. go. There, now you're on. Yeah. I don't know who does what to these things, but it's just at the station, it's here, everything gets blown up. I don't get it. So you guys refresh, refresh, refresh your text. It'll be fine. Refresh my oh god! So after I the, hate you so much. After we're going after you. the podcast, we're all going to go hang out with Tom and drink beer down in St. Paul. Oh, that sounds good. Plan. He brought the oldest commercial uh, building in the city of St. Paul back to life after Twin Cities. Uh, Twin Cities. Hundred and fifty year break, and it's a brew pub. What was it before? It was a brew pub. It closed in 50 years ago? Yeah, before yes, the it, Civil War. It closed, really? Yep. It operated for just six years. It opened in 1857 and closed in the summer of 1863, yeah, sure, yeah. just That's after the Battle fun. of Gettysburg. So, really? Yeah. yeah. A brew pub. And it did, what has it been in the, in the meantime? Uh, well, it was Poor abandoned house. for many years. It was almost knocked down in 2005. And no, that's a no. <laughs> Way to go, Doug. <laughs> Thanks for bringing us down. He may know some things about this stuff as a taxi <laughs> driver. I've been in St. Paul for a long time. Tom, it's for me every day. This is my life. This is what I get right here. Boy, I say, Tom, yeah, that house you lived on on Bryant. Wasn't that a horror house? Yeah, thanks, man. You and Richard Pryor. Yeah. My grandmother's a madam. My mom's a whore. And Yeah, great. Don't tell my mom I'm a DJ. She thinks I'm a piano player at a whorehouse. Exactly. That's exactly right. (laughs) But you've got an event coming up. That's what we're going to go to. We do. We do. We have our New Year's Eve event. Uh, The the tagline is party like it's 1859. Uh, (laughs) I love it. But uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. A four-course fixed-price meal, uh, two separate uh, caskings of our beer firkins. We'll have Phil Nussbaum from KBEM playing uh, the banjo with Sherry Minnick on vocals and Jay Peterson and Gary Powell will take us through on some classic jazz through to the midnight hour, and uh, it'll be a great celebration. And we have two countdowns, because when Waldman first operated, they couldn't agree on the time in St. Paul. No. Upper Town's time was 15 minutes ahead of Lower Town's time, so we have two different countdowns uh, slated for uh, New Year's Eve. So, Is, is uh, it earlier? After, like the first countdown, is it going to be on the 12 or before the 12? You know, when you think about that, no one could really know, right? Because when time was ultimately, well, whatever. I don't know how they got on world standard time, but mm-hmm. we, we have two 1850s OG clocks that are set 15 minutes apart. 
and we turn off the lights. It's all lit by whale oil lamps. I know this sounds weird, but it's actually pretty fun. And when they chime, we cheer. Huh. And then there's some that. some guy that's got his iPhone and tells no. us when the real New Year's Eve is. Yeah, it's not. No, it's not now. <laughs> Get out. Since he was born in 1859, is Sid going to be there? <laughs> Thank you very much. Hey. Sidney, we love you, man. You know oh. We know that. He's a I gem. love that kind of thing. I do. I love this kind of thing. Um, it seems to me that people, you know, Andy's age, millennials, and all that, don't care as much about old architecture or old history. Or they don't care as much as they used to. So it's nice to see that it's still kicking. Well, they're paying yeah. a pile of money to move into the North End. <laughs> that's the true. North End of what? The, you know, uh, the North Loop. Sorry, that's what. Oh, I mean. you mean the North Loop? The North, yeah. North End. Yeah, North I was thinking that's Depot. Boston. That, was, would, that would be Boston. Wrong city. Yeah. Sorry. And you don't want to go up in the North End of Boston and cause trouble either. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> that's the other good part. That would be your Italian mafia headquarters right there. Allegedly. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, counselor. Actually, what I meant to say was Italian Portuguese yeah. mafia. Yeah. Somebody yeah. in this room. There's some Irish in there, too. So, Not Portuguese, but Portuguese. Portuguese, that's right. Uh, so basically, um, never mind. That was, that was going to be really cold. That was, <laughs> I just can't do it. Careful, yeah. Yeah, careful. Well, so how long did you desire to buy this building and do what you're doing? I mean, it didn't just pop in your head and you did it, I wouldn't imagine. No, you know, it. uh, I I will tell you there was a winter night in 1991 when my wife and I first moved into this neighborhood and we were restoring our house just 120 feet away. And uh, I walked by this dark uh, uh, limestone building that looked like it was a time capsule. And I remember staring at it and thinking, wow, that is really cool. If I could ever get my hands on that, that would change my life. Really? And my wife said, don't you dare. (laughs) (laughs) Forget it, And and literally 19 years later, um, when the city was preparing to tear the building down, uh, that's when we made our move. And and in fact, it did change my life. I used to be uh, an attorney at Fagri Baker Daniels. Still am, but legal counsel now, no no longer partner. And... (laughs) Uh, left a very lucrative uh, legal career to be a publican in a small German saloon, but it's but it's it's fabulous. I love it. I love the reaction we get from our customers. Everybody uh, has uh, nothing but great things to say about both the environment as well as the food and the beer, and we're making some of the best German style beers in the uh, in the Twin Cities right now. Could I ask you an off topic? Well, it's, in a way, it's an off-topic deal because Fagri now is one of the what the sixth largest law firm in the country. Isn't no, it? they're in the top forty because of the oh, top four the, now. The, the announced merger. You're right. So they're in the top four now. Top forty. Top forty oh, in the country. Was, I thought because I saw one article that said they were like the sixth largest. Now. No, it's a sad statistic that even when you have one thousand three hundred attorneys, you're still only in the top forty nationally. Yeah, so. but when five of them are good. <laughs> ah! Oh, wow. Yeah, Ooh, baby. Some smack talk. He just, gave, he just gave me a dirty look. Did you yeah, see that? I'm just. I mean, because you got attorney general. The problem is, is when they start figuring in the attorney general's offices and yeah, federal government. Yeah. There's it, it, it's it's how you figure it. If it's yeah. if it's based upon private law firms or public law firms. Yeah, that's or, true. So there's a yeah. lot of different you know yeah. issues. Like We're like one that's of the biggest true. personal injury firms in Minnesota, but 
I got five lawyers. It's it just which, right. Yeah. You right. Know, how you figure it? You, you should know? really quit your attorneying and, and start a brewery. That's what you should. No, do. it's right. not going to happen. You know? <laughs> That'll be great. Yeah. So that'll be just not wonderful. a not a goal in this life. But. No, keep your attorneying and come to Waldman. Well, <laughs> so, that's that's a very good possibility as far as going there to see them and yeah. eating, drinking there. You and Jimmy could go over there and mare it up. That'd yep. be good. That'd be fun. Nothing you know, actually, there's there's a long-standing uh, relationship between saloons and, and attorneys. Uh, the, no, the, really? I'm, I'm talking, you, well, sure? were, well, you, you were going somewhere else. <laughs> you were, <laughs> how you define it? You were Next going somewhere else. Painfully obvious. <laughs> no, when we, when we uh, this will sound odd, but when we did the archaeology, the fact that a saloon did archaeology at all may sound odd to you. That's but, true. But, yeah. you know, when you got a 170-year-old building, you do some archaeology before you tear up the ground. And the number one find... Uh, in the <coughs> outhouse, uh, were inkwells. And it turns out that really? attorneys, solicitors, and anyone who was literate and could draft documents frequently hung out in saloons in the territorial period to meet clients or potential mm-hmm. clients. Anyone who wanted yeah. to write a letter home to Europe mm-hmm. or have a legal document drafted or a will, God forbid, uh, that's where you'd meet your lawyers. So yeah. I, to this day, we've got some good business development going on at Waldman, Mike. Just hanging so, out there. Yeah, come on over. Yeah. Hey, get over there, People Michael. With neck braces and, yeah. you know. <laughs> Somebody happened to trip on the side. Yeah. God, I wish I had a neck brace. Yeah. That sounds good, man. So. A lot of work carrying this noggin around, you know what I mean? Tom, Big have old, you seen the documentary? I think it's on uh, Channel 2 about the rehabbing of all the homes in Crocus Hill and stuff yep. in the 70s and 80s. Yep. It's fascinating. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's so much revitalization. and yeah. yeah. Basically, it was a bunch of young hippies that didn't know anything about revitalizing homes, and they got together, and they, they saved a lot of these really great houses from peril and death. Yeah, so, which Minneapolis cool did not. That's right. And it really pisses me off, because I grew up in North Minneapolis. I'll, there were some buildings downtown that were just spectacular, and they tore them all down. Couldn't yeah, believe the, they did that. The, the, the number one preservation factor is poverty. I think. You yeah. Know, Minneapolis yeah. was with its urban renewal just uh, you know smashed over most of its downtown. St. Paul didn't have enough wealth to really afford to do that. So Which is great. Fortunately, saved a lot of our historic infrastructure for the period when people would really appreciate and value them. So. And I love the fact that Minneapolis and St. Paul are so different anyway. Because I, from the time I was 16 years old, which was not the usual thing to do for Minneapolis kids to go to St. Paul or St. Paul kids to go to Minneapolis. It just didn't happen. But I did, and I really, from the time I was 16 years old, so it's been, what, 25 years now since I'm 41? It's a different kind of man. Don't nod your head over there. He's supposed to be, yes, Tom. Yes, yes, Tom. Yes, Tom. Of course, Tom. (laughs) But, yeah, they're completely different cities, but really great in their their own special way, I think. I really do. Wouldn't you agree with that, Mr. Mm -hmm. Host? I love both cities because I'm not from here originally, so I've spent time in quite a bit of time in both cities. And there, it's amazing because they're only what seven miles apart from center to center. It's about right, yeah, yeah about which right. is weird. I mean, you know, it in a, is in yep. a bigger town that would just be one city, but they really are distinctly different. That's well, because yeah. Minnesotans that's can't get along with anybody. Well, yeah, that's right. That's right. That that's right. You know, so there's a separation point. It's not just like they got mad with each other one day. Are you, you sure? You mean like Dallas and Fort Worth? Yeah. yeah. You go over there on that yeah. side of the flat part. There are a lot of Twin Cities, actually, in, in the United States. And I didn't, mm-hmm. I mean, unless you pay attention to that, you wouldn't know. But there's nothing on this level. No, yeah, I don't so think There's so. nothing that's this distinct. You know? yeah, I mean, it's it's like true. Boston and Denver being next to each other in ways. Boston and yeah. Denver, yeah, I yeah. suppose. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's kind of true. There's no doubt about that. So your event, how do people go to it? Oh, you check out our website, our Facebook page. Uh, you click on the Eventbrite, you reserve your ticket, and you're there. 
That'd be a good thing. You gonna have any like, you know, like say public figure, like luminary uh, politicians or anything? Well, you're coming, Tom. No, no, no that's a politician, pal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm talking. Uh, I'm talking about politicians here. <laughs> You know, it, it never ceases to amaze me, and I'm not going to call out individuals uh, because I love how people and some quite prominent people frequent Waldman. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and I once, and, and, and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll only mention one, one anecdote. I'll call out Garrison Keeler, who has hung out there quite a bit, and I once pulled aside one of our young uh, servers, and I said to her, you know, uh, we've got a very famous... Uh, individual here that I want him to feel totally at home, so we're not going to give him any more attention or any better service than the excellent service you give anyone else. And she said, look, she looked at me, she's about 23 years old, she looked at me and she said, well, who is it? Who is he? I said, Garrison Keeler. And she said, who? Who's that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sorry, Garrison. He's the bass player on The Grateful Dead. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. No, it's, I've been looking at quite a bit of research lately. People under 40 want nothing to do with anything in radio, television, movies. It's amazing. They want their own culture, and that's just how it is. Uh-huh. Kind of like the hippies in the 60s, in a way, you know, without being all, you know. Yeah, I suppose you're right. I, I thought about it that way. Yeah, they don't, they, they don't want anything to do with what we did. They just don't. It's amazing. I will say, though, it's, it's really gratifying for me to see them come into Waldman, and, uh, you know, they may be everyone sitting around a table, everyone on their iPhones at other places, but when you come into that building and you sit down, it, it almost feels uh, offensive to take out your iPhone, and even yeah, well, yeah. millennials yeah. will sit around tables talking, and I think part of that is it's a, it's a place where you can... You have your social internet. You don't need the internet, wow. uh, mm-hmm. and people can, yeah. can hear each other talk, and... Yep. It, uh, it just feels comfortable. I want you to know that it's really painful because I don't know you all that well because I had a couple of things I wanted to say, but I don't know you well enough to say it. <laughs> uh, where would that go? <laughs> okay, I'll do it quick. There's nothing to do with Waldman. There's nothing to do with Waldman. Look, I want you to do me a favor. There's somebody famous here, and I want you to make him feel at home. So when he comes over, let him stick his hand up your shirt. <laughs> oh, I mean, come on. Wow. You know, yeah. come on. Yeah. I have nothing to do with you. Yeah. Yeah. That is a one-foot putt right Let's, there. Well, look, yeah. Yeah. Garrison yeah. and I have never gotten along yeah. at all, oh, so it's just okay. one of those deals. You know, when he said a waitress and yeah, who it was, I, <laughs> I, 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 it ran through my head, too. So, <laughs> so, so, so there you yeah. go. No, but uh, you yeah. Of a talent, uh, is he? I think. Uh, well, Tim Russell's a good. Uh, I haven't seen Tim in years, but he's a really nice man. He's you know been working with Garrison forever, and so uh, I understand they're going back on the road. They're, they've got a bunch of dates. Oh, are they really? Yeah, uh-huh. I guess so. Yeah. Getting the band back together, huh? Indeed, no women in it, but uh, is it called the Al Franken tour? <laughs> I still he got screwed in he that deal. Drilled. I'm sorry. He got wearing a flak drilled. vest and he goes like this. Who cares? Yeah. So we're in a flak vest. Calm down. Yeah. And I don't get along with Al Franken either. I don't get along with anybody. But you've done you quite a job of defending him over the last Oh, he'd never do it for me, though. He would well, never think of doing it for true, me. That's maybe true. That's not maybe true. It's but you, flat out. I, I don't think you'd be in that ish, that position. So I don't think Yeah, I don't think yeah. Catherine would want me like sticking my no. hand up with his yeah. shirt. <laughs> I probably wouldn't no. care for that idea at all. So. No, but I think in the long run, that's a, that's a good thing. So he comes and hangs out at, uh, at Waldman and has a good... Does he still do it? 
Occasionally, yeah. <laughs> Until yeah. today. But yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> now he'll like you for defending him like they say. Yes, he was a celebrity. But, but I know. would bet with St. Paul, Minneapolis, the politicians do a pretty good job of staying around local. Like, you'll see yeah. them at all sorts yeah. of things. So, so if you know who they are, I mean, they're not, you know, um, they're just local politicians. But you'll see them at, at things mm-hmm. like Keys Cafe. You'll see them at yeah. different places yeah. all the time. So that's yeah. not uncommon. Yeah. So. Mancini's, Cherokee yep. Steakhouse. Mancini's. I mean, yep. all of these places have, the politics stuff. are extremely local. Local in St. Paul. So, yeah. A total different, just a, a variation a little bit. It, with a building like that, how much renovation did you have to do to get it up to code and those oh, you know what? things? Did you have to do a lot? A lot. Why don't we did take you? a break here? Because I want to, I'd like to hear this very thing. Right. We only got about 10 seconds to go on this segment, but that's a great question. First time you've ever asked a good question. Yeah, first ever. He was hot in the first 15 minutes. Well, yeah. 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 He was, he was, he was he a li- live commercial. He was on fire. <laughs> oh, did you do a live commercial? Yeah, cool. Back to back. Yeah. Yeah. What? I didn't have to carry you, so it was. Well, easy. that's true. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very good point. Wait a minute, I gotta, I gotta go. Hello, Garrison. They're picking on me over here. Huh? They're coming after me. And then they said. And then you know what else they said to me? We'll be right back in a couple of seconds with the family. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Here's a kid can sing a little bit. Mm-hmm. You think? Little. Just a little. Little no Stevie. About it. Yes, little Stevie. We are having a good time talking about. Is it, no, no, how about the holidays? Is that a great thing? That's got to be great for brew pubs, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. No, think. well, there's there's a tradition at Waldman of the Christmas beer, the Weinachs beer, uh, which is basically licensed for the brewer to add whatever fun ingredients he wants. I mean, the German purity laws normally <laughs> yeah. don't allow adding anything to right. German style right. beers other than. Boy, they're big into purity in Germany, aren't they? <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. yeah how's that work favorite out? word. Fifteen, sixteen, grand Haskabach. That's right. That's Crystal right. Nacht, and what was the other Nacht? What was it? <laughs> Weinacht. Weinacht. So Christmas Eve's beer, but Christmas yes, Eve. that's, that's uh, the translation. Don't, I don't, know. I don't the it. beers in Germany have a lot of yeast in them? 
All beers have yeast in them, otherwise they, they wouldn't have lot, alcohol. Don't they have a lot more Ooh. yeast in them in Europe than than they have here for traveling purposes or something? No. Maybe not. Maybe no, beers have no more yeast than the sugars to support them. So by okay. definition, the more sugars, the more yeast you're going to have. They kind of, okay. that's what they grow in. So, no, Michael, yeah. you had a great question about uh, the renovation of the building. And renovation. Oh, sure. yeah. Especially sure. since it's been closed. Well, yeah, I mean, you can imagine uh, if you, if you uh, operated a saloon and you shut it down and converted it to just your house, as the Waldmans did in 1863, they made a number of uh, remodelings, uh, filled in the original commercial storefront uh, to make it uh, more more family-like for a dwelling. And and then subsequent generations of owners, I mean, I've, I've tracked over uh, 230 kids grew up in this building, so you can imagine all of the changes that... The building suffered during its residential years. I say suffered, but I mean adapted to those mm. uses. So when we came along, just prior to the building's intended demolition, it was in pretty bad shape. And after I did the research and discovered it had originally been a saloon, we we decided to convert it back to that original intended look and use. So uh, hired some very skilled stonemasonry contractors. Remember, this is this building is three feet solid limestone in its walls. Yeah. So. Those are great buildings. The, the work was not, uh, this is not something you just pick up a hammer and nails to fix. So I uh, did a, a lot of research on the kinds of mortar to use, and I won't geek out on you on that stuff, but it's basically a nine-year restoration project to bring back the original saloon configuration, and then adding that brew barn in the back took another two and a half years, and tricking it out with our, our German decoction brew system. Did uh, you have was, any pictures not, of when it was originally a saloon? You know, no, and I. this is... My, uh, when I get to heaven, the first thing I want in my hands is a picture <laughs> of how this building looked and how close I got. You'll be pissed off if you find out it looks like Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what if it is? Oh, chilies, something like that. By the way, no, no, I, I think we nailed it. I think we nailed it. But the oldest picture is 1934 okay. when F.A. Raymond, oh, okay. a WPA yeah. photographer, was paid money to go around the city of St. Paul and take pictures for just for sake of taking pictures and happen to get this building. Michael, do you think it's unusual for a lawyer to claim he's going to get into heaven? <laughs> God, I love picking on lawyers. It's, you don't get the chance. Well, Nobody ever gets a chance to pick on lawyers. It's wonderful. You know, as, as the joke goes, if you measure by my billable hours, I'll live to 375. <laughs> so, uh, You'll be around for a while, yeah, baby. Yeah. No, I, you know, it's so nice to talk to somebody that's doing something they really love to do. Like, people ask me why I just signed a long extension on KQRS. They go, what'd you do that for? I just love it. I love yeah. doing what we're doing today. Um, have I ever met you before? You, I don't think we have, Tom. God, you look really familiar. And I don't know where it would have been, but maybe you just look like somebody or whatever. But but I, I love to hear things that people, because you laid it on the line. You get, you you know, left a very lucrative, great career, right? Right. That's admirable. You're living your life you want to live. You're happy. It's That's a terrific thing. Yeah, no, life, life, life is short, and I'm a firm believer in living life in phases. So this is the current phase, and uh, if I can bring some joy to some other folks, live in this phase, and all the better. Cool. Yeah, no doubt about that. So, so you go over. Uh, how many different brews do you have? Uh, you know, we've got a, uh, a total for sale in the brewery, 12, 13 right now. Six are always on tap, fresh from our bright tanks. Uh, so, uh, and, it's, and it's a full array of not just German lagers, but also Weiss beers. We're, we're believers in having year-round wheat beers. So uh, right now we've got our, our uh, Dunkel Weizen, and that'll change over to our Schokolade Weizen, our chocolate malted dark wheat beer. And 
in late January, and um, and then we've got sour beers. People think sour beers were invented by millennial brewers. In fact, the Berliner Weiss is the original world sour beer. goes back to the 1400s in Germany, and we're brewing a great sour Berliner Weiss. So what is that? What is a sour beer? Oh, think of yogurt for beer lovers. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, it's the same bacteria, lactobacillus bacteria. You add that to your brew kettle, and... You know, what that does, it doesn't produce alcohol, but it produces a real crisp, clean, soured flavor, not unlike the background flavor in, in, in yogurt. But then you throw the yeast on top of that, and that converts the sugars to alcohol. And, and what that does is it, it kind of copies what happened naturally to brewers in prior times when they were doing open vat fermentation and everything from your foot fungus to bacteria to wild yeast are getting in your batch. and. It had a funky flavor in every batch of beer brewed before the, the turn of the century. So that's that's a Berliner Weiss in a nutshell. Who made the very first glass of beer in the world? Do you know? Does anybody know? Were the Egyptians? Yeah, it was thousands. I, of I'm years assuming ago, I'm it, was, it would be Egyptians. I, is it one of those things that was made by mistake? Yeah. It could be. Yeah. <laughs> it could be. I think the first time it rained in somebody's kettle of grain, <laughs> and uh-huh. about a yeah. week later yeah. they. Took a sip when they out were on the vacation juice. and they came back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I've, 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 I'm certainly not an expert in this, but I've heard stories of archaeologists finding clay amphoras with traces of really? of beer at the base, and that's that's phenomenal. Yeah, it's, that's it, it, cool. It's probably the oldest known food. And of course, in those days, the only foods you could eat were either, you know, burned over a fire yep. or fermented. Right? Yep. There's yep. no way to preserve food. That's why uh, pirates all drank alcohol constantly because they couldn't drink water because it would just go bad instantly. Well, there are other reasons, but yeah, so that's a good that. one. I should have told everybody I was a pirate seven years well, ago. even the Navy. <laughs> that would have been phenomenal. Even the Navy, they gave their, uh, they had the uh, water mixed with rum so it wouldn't yep. get all moldy and get the pup, the uh, sailors yep. sick. That was the rum ration. Yep. yep. The rum ration. It, yeah, the... Uh, Is that what, scurvy F- or limey or what? Lyme's disease? What the hell? No, what well, the hell? Scurvy, what the hell? scurvy was because they didn't eat fruit. Oh, that's right. It's really hard to get off, fruit, basically. you know, just to keep on a boat 300 years ago for that's six months. That's where limeys came from. It's actually two things. They Limey, gave the yeah. English, the British Navy gave limes to sail- right. sailors, yep. but there's a part of London called Limehouse, which is where Cockney started. I called my dad a limey bastard. He didn't care for it. <laughs> the end of that story is they later found that lime, limes do not have vitamin C. So really? That was I didn't the, the use work. of limes. Well, hence the English dental tradition. For lemonies. Lemonies. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I love about that? Basically, politicians in there, just like they are now, have no idea what the hell they're doing. Isn't that phenomenal? <laughs> have no clue what the hell they're doing. Yes, eat this lime. What? Well, they invented the gimlet as a result, so no, it wasn't that's all true. bad. That's true. That's a very, very good God, point. This no terrible. We'll pour it. some gin on it. There we go. We're <laughs> back to Doug. I thought, you were, uh, I thought you were Basham there for a minute with yeah. the lime story, but now you're back to Doug with okay. the drink. Okay, a little Ralph Basham story. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, it was the old, well, let me explain this to you. <laughs> Half English. You know, I got I got two very quick stories off topic here. Very, very quick. So 4 o'clock this morning, I'm driving up Highway 100, Right. And this guy, I'm all alone in the center lane on Highway 100. There's nobody near me. Then I see some headlights in the back, right? This guy comes up and is about six inches off my bumper. Huh. Now he can go around left, around right. I'm the only one on the highway. So he's right on my ass. And I'm thinking, I could just lock it up 
<laughs> which would be kind of fun, or I'll just ignore him. And then finally, he pulled to the left and accelerated and took off at about 80 or 90 miles an hour. And as he was going by, I go, what the hell's wrong with that guy? Got a whiskey plate. Oh. <laughs> Four o'clock in the morning, the guy's going 90 after tailgating the piss out of somebody. Did you ever, do people ever learn, do you think? As no. attorneys, do you find that people ever learn from anything? No. That doesn't that, happen much. That's the problem with whiskey plates. Is yeah, if somebody's got a, a banged up car with yeah. a bunch of dents and a whiskey plate, you want to give them a wide berth. Yeah. Right? That's exactly. <laughs> give them yeah, some I, I try to give them the widest berth I could, but I, you know, I just, uh, I, I, that just, it kind of, and then, of course, the other part of the story is that I'm trying to think of what kind of brain, how bad is your brain that you can't figure out? You're already telling me that you're a booze hound by your plane. They're staying on like the road, like, which is a... I guess. Know. I guess that's what it is. And then and then what do I get to do? Uh, just before the show starts, I, I get to hear all about th- this guy's take and that guy's take on the impeachment and blah, blah, blah. Do you guys get the same impression I do, all of you? That neither side knows what the hell they're doing. I mean, is that a possibility? Well, we, Mike and I were talking yeah. about that quite a while oh, before we went on air. God, it's like, would you just do your job and get the hell out of the way? Wouldn't that be nice? We Don't do know think? what the TV campaign advertisements will be for people seeking re-election in 2020. Mm-hmm. Oh. It'll be their minute-long speeches decrying one side or the yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. Know, isn't it funny that for the third time in the country's history, the president has been impeached and we didn't even talk about it? Isn't that well, sad? You, well, you can't because it, it's driving people insane. Well, it's like I don't know. No one cares anymore. They well, don't you, care. You talking about on the show? You talked yeah, about it off and on. Your mom and no, I, I mean, talked like, about it two weeks had, ago. The and, House voted to impeach him. And oh, because well, no one busy. even brought it up because it's like whatever. Because we're busy with a guest and you know. Well, hey, what do you well, think? It used well, to be like that. Would be like every newspaper in the country would have that in giant block print, and everyone would be talking about it. It's like the boy who cried wolf. I think it's getting to the point where it's just. Well, and we also know the Senate's going to acquit him and nothing will happen and it's just all no, boring something has happened but and, and i hate impeached. i hate to keep going back to history but that's what i love the most and i i, yeah. I th- actually love think it would be healthy for people to to keep in mind that these divides and these passions are not new no, I mean, oh, if, if, God, if no. you look back no, at no. that andrew johnson's impeachment proceeding yeah, yeah. Same exact uh, yeah thing. i mean and, and even before that the vicious debates between oh, yeah. jefferson and the oh. federalists i mean just Unbelievable well, vitriol. I just point out that the musical everybody's in love with is about the vice president shooting yes. the, yes. the guy that go. started the banking system. There you go. So this but, is this is not new, people. No, just no, calm down. This will end, and democracy will will go forward. And there hasn't been a fist fight in the Senate since what 1850 or so. Yeah, but they, they used to, to break canes over people's heads. <laughs> love it. Yeah. Who hasn't done that? Breckenridge was almost beat to death on the Senate floor <laughs> for the yep. Civil War, the for cane. God's sake. Bring back back Joe Cat. But there's a difference <laughs> in that you would find situations where, like, Tip O'Neill and Newt Gingrich would that sit down great. and have a beer. Yep. You could yep. find them. I bet you would have found them in the places like yours, in there going and have a no beer, doubt. even with the fights had. And yep. That doesn't happen now. There's a separation now, and there's a hatred right now between both sides, and I'm I, not picking a side one way or the other on this. There's a, there's a separation that, now that is different overall. That, that was That was a broad. golden era. Yeah. I, I would argue that was a golden era. We come out of World War II. There's a sense of purpose and unitedness, and that lasted for a few decades. And now we are back right. to the same divides and, and yep. little passions and mm-hmm. bitter disputes this country grew up on. So I, you know, I, 
I have no fear for our future, no, but it is painful to be I have a friend who keeps bringing up Benghazi, and they said, okay, when can we go back to the teapot dome scandal? <laughs> yeah. I mean, how far back do we, we want to go? Do? Well, gee, okay, uh, we only got a couple minutes. I want to finish on, on an up note, mm-hmm. but I would like to know from you guys, uh, has there ever been a president that didn't do these things? Because I did a lot of research, and they all do it. I mean, Barack Obama telling the uh, with that hunyuk from Russia, yeah, don't worry. Now, as soon as I get in my second term, then things are going to get a lot better. No. You can't say things like that. Don't whip your head around. You can't say things they're like that. They're not the same thing. I'm not saying they're the same thing. They're not the same thing. I'm not saying they're the same thing. You still can't do it, Michael. I agree. Okay, I, I, I so agree. we have no and, argument. And but people people did it said things about that right there. And he didn't he didn't turn around and say, "Oh no, it didn't happen." Or this is a different thing. I know it's a different and, thing, and, and but you still broke the law. Cost. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. Obama didn't directly on what he said to Putin. There does not. So he didn't use the FBI to do to get dig up dirt on other people. Okay, uh, that's different. Well, but he we're did. We're talking about what he said to Putin. No, 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 no. Don't okay. try to, don't try to okay. protect your buddy. So, your pal. So what he did with <laughs> the FBI. See, and there's an issue there too because it looks like what the FBI the FBI didn't want to affect the election. They thought Hillary was going to win. Everybody yeah, at that did. point thought Hillary no, was going to win. Right. They didn't Trump want to affect the election. Yeah, yeah, he did. That night, I don't think he ever wanted to win. So, didn't. I so, don't think he wanted to win. And he's been so trying his best FBI, to get fired ever since. <laughs> exactly. The FBI did That's things exactly in a weird right. way, so they didn't want to look like they were affecting the election. And and it was it was too bad they did it the way they did. They should have just gone ahead and, and done it. And been you honest? Know? That would have been good. Well, yeah. I, Honesty I is a nice thing. If, if, we you don't have much honest, if you want to go direct honesty, I'll agree with that. Yes. But, yes, we, right. well. That's I, all I'm asking. That's, yeah, I don't I, think I'm it, okay with that overall. Like FDR, all of them. They all cheated. There's no question that they all did. JFK, Robert Kennedy, Ted Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Either you're dead or you killed someone. I mean, nobody ever talks about that stuff. Well, you talk about it all the time. Anybody that wants to be president about is, that. is deeply <laughs> flawed, don't you think? No, I think everybody's I deeply fought. I think everybody in the world is deeply Not fought. Not done! And that's the end of the Christmas show. What I'm trying to say is, I agree with Tom. Don't worry about this. We're not going to fall apart if if you know, if Trump gets reelected. Did you hear the Dingle speech yesterday? Did you hear what he said in Michigan? Well, you Catherine interrupted me now? No, I'm just saying. <laughs> but, but to say it's We have never in our ever ever had a president get up and like yes, yesterday what he said about yeah, he Dingle. I know. No one has that ever done that. What did he say yesterday? I missed it. Yesterday when he stood up in Michigan at his rally he stood up there and he was talking about talking to the widow. She Dingle just died. She became the congressman. Right. Talking about telling the widow. Right. And she said something about him looking down from above. And he goes, oh she's looking down from above. Or he might be looking down, he might, might be looking up. From below. Yeah, you don't. If you're, you don't say that. Wait if you're president of the United States. My grandmother said that to me when I was a little. That's kid. your grandmother. She's <laughs> not president. Of your, she's not president I of the United know. States. I know exactly what you're and saying. I understand. No one's. No president has ever said stuff like that. Any of them in public well, in, on, with a microphone. And, 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 Andrew Jackson. Exactly. Articles of impeachment were filed against Andrew Jackson okay. for being. "Quote uncouth and rude, That's correct, right. yeah. and beneath the dignity of the presidential office." Right. So, I mean, I, I again, I, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't respect those kinds of statements. I wish they didn't come out of our our nation's leaders, but right. they're not new. They're but, not unique. Okay. No. Yes, yeah. here's the interesting. That, that's comparing. Andrew, Johnson said bad things. 
I, I'll completely agree with you. So I'll say Lyndon Johnson said bad thing. He didn't get on a microphone. I said Andrew in front Jackson, of a, but, but I'm, I'm going. Yeah. I'll go with Andrew okay. Jackson okay. too. I, right. I mean, he there, he had issues about because he didn't know how to use an outhouse and he didn't know how to go to the bathroom inside. Who? And in the white. So there's all sorts of issues. Oh, Johnson. Johnson. But <laughs> he Jackson, didn't get up in front of a group of people like that yeah. the way he did yesterday. And say that about Dingle, who it, just died. It's it, the first Christmas that woman's not going to have her husband around. Since when no. do you have feelings? Uh, it's, <laughs> this, one, this one really bothers I me. Know, Especially I Dingle was a war hero. You can have all the problems with Dingle you want, but he was a war hero. He was a good congressman. He was there a long time. And then to say that about him in I front of everybody, with the way he does with the crowd, bugs me. And, Michael, all I'm saying is I, we should absolutely abhor those kinds of statements, but we can do so with, I believe, utter confidence in the future of our absolutely. nation. The goodwill of other people That's to have the sound judgment to vote these people out of office. I hope you're right. I just like to point yeah. that out. I hope you're right. It's great. We're going to get a uh, tranquilizer dart for Michael. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back. And Catherine will join us and Dave Mordahl. Car selling secrets. Stay yep, tuned, baby. folks.